Untitled Beatles Podcast. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 <laughs> that's what's happening. Hey, there you go. Hey, hi, hi. Shout out to Henry Mancini. You know, he wrote that, the what's it's happening a great theme? song. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Slow motion basketball. That's such a good show. Great show. Who was your favorite what's happening character? Did you like Raj? Did you like D? Did you like Dwayne? I'm a rerun guy and you know it. <laughs> Fred Berry. It took me a sec to get the name. That's Fred Berry. Yeah, Fred Berry. The great Fred yeah. Berry. I was into Raj because he would always, you know, when they went to that uh, Shirley's yeah. diner or whatever, they would take the uh, the Bentwood chairs and he would sit on them backwards. Well, that was what's happening was an early Compass Players offshoot. <laughs> That's deep improv, TJ. Deep improv. <laughs> Compass <laughs> Players. <laughs> Hyde Park, right? Became the second city, right? That's the story, right? And other improv folks will know that the great Sharna Halpern, for years, the owner and matriarch of Improv Olympics slash I.O., later played Shirley in What's Happening. <laughs> Very controversial. <laughs> Shout out to Sharna, speaking of inside improv. Well, welcome to the Untitled Beatles podcast. Yes, it's it, I'm Tony, as you know. And I'm TJ, and folks, it's summertime with the summer breeze, so... See the girlies hanging out the window. Uh. (laughs) For the life of me, I can't tell you what it is. I'm not sure those are the lyrics. (laughs) Well, it's like Run DMC on Rockbox, like, girls on the wall, some on the floor. When I was a kid, I heard I loved that song, but I was I was like, what what is it? These girls, what's going on with them? Do they have like, are they alive? Are they awake? Are these bodies? I, you know. Every jam we play, we break two needles. There's three of us, but we're not the Beatles. Well, first of all, before we get to everything, yeah. man, how are you? Hey, man, I'm great. It's summertime. As mentioned, yes. <laughs> yeah, it is summertime. I love summer, and uh, we have, what, about a month left of uh, summer to go, Tony, and let's enjoy every... By the time you're hearing this, it may be Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, man. We're, we're... Hope the Cowboys <laughs> lose to their Thanksgiving opponent this year. It's true. Yeah, we, we're about like a month in by the time you hear these things at this writing. Mm. You know, so we won't have any breaking news for you, but uh, we do want you to say. uh, We want you to say (laughs) what we want to say, which is I saved you. I set you up. (laughs) Thanks, TJ. Subscribe and like us uh, on uh, Spotify and all the things you do. Yeah. No. I guess we have to say this because if we don't say it, you won't do it. And yeah, we want you to subscribe. We want you to give us a nice review. And uh, yeah, thank you. Find us on Discord. We are on the Discord and there's lively discussions on there. I made a Jeff Emmerich meme. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun little treehouse we've we've established. It's a nice yeah. treehouse for climbing. If you like uh, anybody here do virtual climbing, mm. afraid of real climbing, do virtual climbing during the during the pandemic. Yeah, virtual, virtual, virtual. Virtual scares me, man. Virtual scares me. I feel like I'm going to be an old man, not virtual, accidentally bumping into like the rest of society who's all wearing VR glasses and just in their own world and they don't care about you. We already see it happening with Lyft drivers just like, oh, I'm just in the middle of the street. 
I'm just going to stop the car in the middle and let people out. Like, you know, like just no regard for anyone else on the planet except yourself. Like, that's the direction we're all going. No offense, guy. Yeah. And not to call you out. You keep saying VR. Isn't it 50,000? The Roman numerals? You say VR is VR. Most people say it is numbers. <laughs> You're right. VR is 50,000. You're right. Is Sorry. VR- <laughs> I, I might, I might no, there's know. no R. <laughs> there's no R in banana. Well, actually, contrary to what I just said earlier, TJ, you do have Beetle breaking news? I do have Beetle breaking news. I thought you meant there was no serious news with us, which is good because as people, we're in good, stable places when this airs, who knows? But mm. as of this recording, Tony, couple big Beatles things happening. According to Beatle Fan Magazine, or mm. at least their Facebook page, it appears that there could be a revolver box set, a ah. remix, like a Giles Martin type box set coming this fall. Update. Hey, y'all, that's been confirmed. According to the Beatles website, yes, Revolver getting the Super Deluxe treatment coming out October 28th. We will be talking about that. In fact, earlier this week, they released a 2022 remix of Taxman. And also around Lennon's birthday, another remix, if the one from 05 didn't grab you, of Sometime in New York City. Because, <laughs> you know, as exciting as it's going to be to hear I'm Only Sleeping remixed, I, I got to hear We're All Water again. Oh, I like, actually, We're All Water is my favorite Yoko track on that record. I, I mean, it goes on for sure. It goes on. But I, I like that song, man. <laughs> it's the clock's in at like five and a half. There be not be much difference. Check the coffins. <laughs> you do a great Yoko. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We're going to talk a little bit about Yoko. Yeah, today. we are. We have to because we're talking about 70s solo B-sides today Can't on wait. the Untitled Beatles podcast. Yeah. Oh, are you done with your breaking news tip or did you have more? Yeah, there was another story that I read but forgot about, so it couldn't have been a big story, or maybe it was and I'll reveal it later. That's called a radio tease. Oh, okay then. At the, At the Untitled, Untitled Beatles, Beatles Podcast, Podcast School, School of Journalism, Journalism you'll, you'll learn about how the future is in print media. Take, Take it, Tony. Tony. <laughs> Take it, Tony. Yes, solo B-size. Now, uh, it is amazing, TJ, that the world we live in now with streaming music and all that, we can just listen to these B-sides at our whim, at our fancy. Like growing up, a B-side was something that you would like read about in, you know, this book here, this book that you gifted me, TJ. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's called The Beatles on Record. Mark Walgren, right? 
And it's great. Yeah. This was what, 80s this came out, I think? This 80- came out in 82, or at least it covers everything through 82. It's one of the first Beatle books I ever had. It's still my favorite reference. Gives all the chart positions. There's another book called The Beatles on Record from the same year that's not by the same author. So just to make sure this is the Mark Walgren one. Um, this book was formative in learning all the chart positions and all the albums and singles in chronological order through 82. And I had to share it with you, Tony, because it's a big book for me. Yeah, it's really cool. And it, it's fun. And it, yeah, it's, I don't know. There's something really fun about going through a book. It's tangible. You flip through the pages. Each page has like a, a release, a Beatles release. And this is going from 62 to 82, like you said. So it's all the Beatles stuff and then the solo stuff. So I'm actually looking at a record we're about to talk about. And, uh, are we, <laughs> yeah, man, I was, I was going to say, let's, let's yes. go, let's go in backwards order in the order, like to celebrate B-sides. Let's go Ringo, George, Paul, John, as opposed to John, Paul, George, Ringo, like we did with our, uh, fantasy set lists and all that. Should we go backwards? You never want to put Paul first. <laughs> You're such a John guy. I stand for Paul. You, John, Heather Mills, people yeah. like you have no place in the Beatles. Greg Cott, Jim DeRogatis. Come on, I got some sound opinions. Start loving 90s, Paul. Get off the ground, fellas. Yeah, the one with all the feet on the cover. <laughs> Ooh, I really, you know what? I don't like to touch myself and listen to a lot of McCarty, but something about Wix's feet. Wix, Wix, surprisingly, Wix, where you more than you pay for. Yeah, so yeah, should we get into it? Should we just, let, let's go through the, the solo B-sides, shall we? Sure. When we say B-sides, we're talking about songs that are exclusive as just B-sides. You're not going to find them on the albums or anything like that, so... We're not going to talk about It's So Hard or anything like that. We're going to just talk about right. the ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the ones that, again, like, I remember I went in and I bought Cold Turkey uh, on a 7-inch, you know, a 45 at Reckless one year. And it was only co- so I could hear that B-side, which was, uh, was it Don't Worry, Kyoko. Right. And it was cool. Like, this is before streaming and all that. It was just like, oh, wow, I've never, I had never heard that song. They don't play that song on the radio. It's not on Shaved Fish or whatever. You know, it wasn't on any records unless you bought Yoko's Fly album. But that's a different story. (laughs) Right. But that was also hard to find, too, which I do. I did later buy. Maybe one pressing of most of the Yoko Apple albums and then they were out of print. Those weren't reissued on the different Capitol labels. Those kind of fell out of print. Yeah. Yeah. I I believe Secretly Canadian, uh, an indie label, has has recently put them out. But that was like a couple years ago. and yeah. I think maybe when Ryko Disc did like the wedding album and stuff, they mm, might have mm-hmm. done Yoko's Plastic Ono Band in the late '90s. I didn't buy it, so I can't confirm. But I know they had a couple of like the the Zapple Tetragrammaton stuff. Ryko Disc did. How about Ryko Disc and Rhino? I hope one day if we do a record label show, we give them some credit for zagging while the big labels were zigging, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ziggy, and this is my world. You can have it if you want it. But for real, like reissuing old, weird, targeted back catalog stuff as their brand versus like the next quote unquote new thing was ballsy when like the Sony Columbia's and the Capital Music Group and all that were just focused on hits.
Yeah, Sundays was another great reissue label yeah. that would put out all those obscure kind of psychedelic records. Surf stuff and garage stuff too. Sundays did all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good labels, man. Good labels. All that stuff's out there streaming now, though. It's a different world. You can just listen to most any song you want at any time. So yeah, feel free to play along with us as we go through the Ringo B-side collection in, from the seventies. I've got four. He put out four exclusive songs. Yeah. Let's start with the the B-side of nineteen seventies, Boku of Blues. <laughs> or buku, depending how you're feeling. We uh, we cut the cord. Now we stream everything on buku. <laughs> I remember passing notes to a girl I had a crush on in high school, and it was check the box. Are you boku or buku? <laughs> <laughs> now you get teens can't say that anymore. Look at this yeah. woke culture. You can't say you can't call a chick buku no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you can't call him the B-side, Coochie Coochie, <laughs> which is the B-side to Boku or Buku of Blues, Coochie Coochie. I got everything that I ever wanted, and everything I ever wanted to do, where are you, my Coochie Coochie, Coochie Coochie Coochie, oh, let me hear it. Quite like this song. This uh, famously recorded in Nashville. This is around the same time that Elvis recorded his marathon Nashville session, which gave us a lot of amazing songs that later appeared on things like "That's the Way It Is," etc. So I think it's all the same players. Is that I love these players? They're just great players. Yeah. And so you get to hear Ringo kind of going off. This song to me, it sounded like what if Ringo got to sing "I Feel Fine." Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Never quite thought of it that way before. I think it's got a great groove. Everyone gets yeah. to stretch out a little bit, that harmonica solo. I wonder if that's Charlie McCoy. I don't know. Could be. There's like a dobro solo in there. Yeah. And then like on the fade out, did you catch this? Like someone else starts singing during the fade out. Which prompts Ringo to like really like get into the to the lyric and then uh -huh. they fade it out. I'm like, it goes hey, out right away. Where'd you where are you guys going? You're just getting started. I don't know. What do you think of this song? Uh, it's not one of my favorite songs. <laughs> uh, you know, it's uh I think the first time I heard this, I want to say it was tacked on to the CD reissue of, yes. uh, of the Ringo CD in 91, is how I think I heard this, because um, I didn't, did not have this 45. <laughs> oh, no? Huh. No, this not in the collection. I do think I have the green capital pressing of the the vinyl, the, the, that one. Um, but yeah, this it's it's nice. It sounds like it, it sounds like it belongs on the album. So that's what I'll give it. It doesn't feel like a different kind of. It, it feels like it belongs on Bogua Blues. It does, man. Yeah, the single itself charted and went to eighty seven. It says here, according to the book, and sixty nine in cash box. Yeah, sitting here watching Max match cash box pull to my clothes. I can't speak. I said I'm sitting here watching Max. 
Next up is uh, the B-side of It Don't Come Easy the following year, 1971. We talk about this song a lot. We drop this song a lot. Uh, oh, yeah. This one, early 1970, which is, I think, my favorite solo Ringo song, maybe? Or is that it's right? close to it. I, I mean, Really? Like, yeah, favorite Ringo solo song? It's it's I shouldn't say that because I love Oh My My and I love the No No song and I love Wait sure, the Whistle. Sure. So I shouldn't I just I love what the song's about. I love that there is a Beatle playing on it. I love that it's Ringo kind of wearing his heart on his sleeve. Not to be confused with Ringo's heart on my sleeve, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, the, the the song is um, I love its emotional perspective. I love the way it's played. That's Klaus Vormann on bass, so it's a yeah. little kind of reunion of all those times they played together and of course uh, klaus and uh, you know playing with john too um i love this one tony lives on the farm got plenty of charm beep, beep. he's got no cows but he sure got a whole lot of sheep a brand new wife and a family when he comes to town, I wonder if he'll play with me. Laying in bed, watching TV, cocky. With his mama by his side, she's Japanese. They screamed and they cried, now they're free. And when he comes to town, I know he's gonna play with me. Yeah, it's fun. It showcases Ringo's penchant for very literal lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Like when he writes his own stuff, the lyrics are like, I was born in Liverpool. I went to, <laughs> I dropped out of school. <laughs> I was you a know, sailor whatever. first. I sailed yeah. the sea. Then I took yeah. a job with my friend Rory. <laughs> Rory Storm, different Rory. Thanks, Mo. Wrong Mo. <laughs> Too Many Mo's was the, the original title for Too Many People. It's a great... <laughs> Paul's weird tribute to the three stooges. He wanted to be the two stooges. <laughs> yeah. In the Beatles, which one is Shemp? I guess Pete Best, huh? Pete Best is or, Shemp. No, Jimmy Nichols. Jimmy Nichols, Shemp. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Shemp. Come on, you lunkhead. Hurry up. Who's Larry? Uh... Larry's George. Hey, fellas, we better get busy and make a lot of money if we don't want to lose our girl. I guess so. Is that what? Paul's got to be Mo. Yeah. Because he's kind of the taskmaster. Shut up. Sit down. Eat your dinner like a gentleman. Does that make John Curley? <laughs> Listen, every time you think you're weak in the nation, go get the tool. <laughs> What is that tweeting bird out there? In 72, Ringo puts out Back Off Boogaloo. Okay, man, the B-side on this is strange. Yeah. It's called Blind Man. Yeah. It's like this plotting industrial, it's almost electronic. It's like there's like an electronic didgeridoo going on. I was listening to this and I was like, 
Yeah, did like Throbbing Gristle buy early Ringo singles for the B-sides or something? You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Also, what's Throbbing Gristle <laughs> other than what I have sometimes after I've been in the burrito house after one in the morning in my pants? They were like a British soundscape kind of like, it sounds like this song. It sounds like Blind Man. It's just like plotting industrial. There's kind of noises. They're playing with uh, different types of percussion, if there's percussion at all. It's stuff that like my friends got into, so I'm not like an expert on it. I'm not, it's not my type of music, but I know people who like listening to things that sound like construction workers <laughs> outside your house. You Folks, you have, you have no idea how many times Tony's just slobbered about Throbbing Gristle and then said, you know, I'm not really a fan. My friends <laughs> like him. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't want to be too cool. <laughs> it's, it's honestly the worst. It's like it's an improv band name. I'm just going to tell you, like Throbbing Gristle is something you come up with when you're baked and you're like, all right, that, that's our team name. <laughs> come on, Blue. What you gonna do now? Come on, Blue. What you gonna do now? Well, what did I want to know? What's your take on this song? I put it on a mix with side one of George Harrison's Electric Sounds. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, electronic sounds. It's it's that's electronic like, sounds. I lost my mind for a second. Electronic yeah, sounds. Yeah, that sounds like throbbing gristle ish. I think. I don't know. All you gristle heads out there, throw tomatoes at me. But I should change that lyric so you don't throw tomatoes at me. <laughs> And then lastly, from 73, uh, the B-side of Photograph, Ringo gives us a song called Down and Out. I don't know. This is the least interesting of the B-sides to me. Yes, I would absolutely agree with that. It's like in a, it's, uh, no, I put, I put down and out above blind man. <laughs> I, I understand what you say. I understand what you say, but I said least interesting, but I, I know what you mean. What do you want to hear more? If you're listening to, if Terry Hemmert, we love you, Terry Hemmert. If, <laughs> if Terry gets a request for a wonderful Ringo B-side, what do you want her to play? Blind man? <laughs> You know what? I want to hear Blind Man on the fucking radio. I do. I, like, I'm all for the weird requested. shit being out there. <laughs> Get on Terry's Facebook page. I should. I should. Yeah. Well, to me, this is like down and out is a throwaway. Uh, it's that it's like good mood blues. Like, you know, it's this blues song, but the drummer's kind of excited. The piano player's giving it their all. The horn section's happy to play. Like, we got a gig. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, <laughs> I'm down and out. <laughs> You know, it's just like it's incongruous. Ringo being very Ringo. It, it's Ringo singing like Ringo. You 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 may be right. Yeah. <laughs> I like this one. I, Do you I, like it? Okay. Yeah. 
This is it's a nice little silly song, and it's over pretty quick, I think. B-sides are great in that way. And sometimes uh, there's definitely some songs, I know I marked one of them coming up ahead, but there's there's something about a B-side that gives it a, a certain power or cachet because it, it becomes this like, ooh, treasure find or, you know, it's unreleased. It's not on the album. It's 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 special, right? Well, that's how the Beatles found Mr. Moonlight. That wasn't mm-hmm. a popular, you know, cl- a club act all over right. uh, Britain. No the one Beatles else found- was doing that. Yeah. So, you know, the, uh, it's, the Beatles were into that stuff. And, you know, it's interesting. And just a quick note on B-Sides, Tony, a lot of record companies, when they were putting stuff on CD in the mid-late 80s, were not putting bonus tracks on. They were basically taking the yeah. album as it was originally released. It wasn't until some of the reissues started uh, or things were new to CD in the late 80s, early 90s that bonus tracks were included. So since 91, like some of the Ringo songs you mentioned have been in the Ringo CD, um, including the extended version of 6 O'Clock, I believe, for those of you who like your Paul-written Ringo songs, little on the long side. <laughs> In the CD era, there are all these obscure B-sides began to get digitally remastered. And there were some that didn't even make it till the mid-2000s, which we'll get into, I think, when we get to George. Um, but there's some tracks that were these obscure B-sides lost from the 80s to the mid-2000s. Lost. Well, let's move on to George, shall we? Yeah, I like George. He's all right. He put out three... <laughs> He's Yeah, George Harrison's just all right with me, man. Yeah, great Doobie Brothers song that I think they sang on What's Happening. No, what did they sing on What's Happening? That wasn't that. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, the Doobie Brothers. That's right. Well, uh, what's your biggest problem? I mean, what gets you the craziest? Yeah. It's, it's definitely bootlegging. Yeah. Bootlegging? Yeah, bootlegging. What's that? Uh, that's where somebody illegally records one of our concerts, you know, and sells it to the public. Well, how do they get away with it? Well, the bootlegger gets some gullible, unsuspecting, stupid kid, gives him tickets, and sets him up with a tape recorder to sneak in. Well, what's wrong with that? Say hi, hi. I totally forgot about that. It's a great episode, and they did Taking It to the Streets, I think. Oh, that's funny, man. You know what's interesting? I was just watching the Fillmore East live in like 1970 or 71, and the birds did that song. The What's Happening theme? <laughs> Roger McGuinn's never played a better 12 string. <laughs> Let's move on to George. <laughs> uh, he's only got three B-sides in the 70s that are exclusive to the Platters themselves. Uh, Bangladesh in 71. We've talked about this song. Um, Deep Blue, 
Yeah, this is a great song, Tony. It was the B-side of the Bangladesh 45. And this is one that, like I mentioned a, a few minutes ago, you couldn't buy this. You couldn't find this anywhere from the final 45 in 1987 through when it was issued as a bonus track on the Material World CD in 2006. Yeah, man. And it's a great, great song. One of the, I think, solo Beatles' best B-sides across the board. When the sunshine is not enough to make me feel bright me suffering in the darkness so easy come by on the roadside one long lifetime it's got me deep Yeah, this to me sounds like the older sibling of For You Blue. Yes, I've got that same note. I call it For You Blue's cousin. <laughs> yeah, there's a relation there. Yeah, it sounds like an older, well, it's for his mom. You know, he wrote this. It's a tribute to his mom who was dying of cancer during All Things Must Pass being recorded. Yeah. Yeah, so it's real. This is like a real song. And it's played very well. It's great. It's just, it's a great George song. I'm I'm surprised it's a B-side. Yeah, and a B-side to a single that's not one of his best singles as well-intentioned as Bangladesh is. It's not one of George's great songs. And the charts proved it at the time. I mean, I think it, it made it to the top 25. And, yeah, made it to number 23 on Billboard. Um, so it's not like a... And that's why, you know, a lot of, we talk about the, the, the small purple capital dome manufactured by capital S pressings. They did that with a lot of 45s too, Tony, all the Beatles oh. ones, some of the solo ones, uh, but this was not reissued as part of that 45 series. This wasn't pressed after the late eighties. Yeah, and then in 73, he puts out uh, Give Me Love, and the B-side on that is Miss Odell. I'm the only one down here who's got nothing to say about the war or the rights that keeps going astray on its way to Bombay. That smog that keeps polluting up our shores. So this was inspired by Chris O'Dell. FYI, Chris O'Dell is going to be at Beetlefest this year, at least I think so. Um, by the time this airs, it has happened, but uh, I will be attending Beetlefest this year. I'm going to see what... It's so great. You're gonna... first, right? <laughs> it is, man. I'm busting I my, love uh, it. my Beetlefest cherry this year. <laughs> There's so much you're going to... It is so great. I've not been since 2009 or 2010... Um, it's been a long time. My wedding anniversaries on the day Beetlefest usually is. It's the 12th of August, and <laughs> I've missed Beetlefest since I've been married. Now, I love my wife, but since we've been doing this <laughs> podcast, that's going to change. I've thought about trying to save up to go to the Beetlefest in New York, which I've won. Which I've won right? <laughs> what a weird divorce. Divorce lawyer's going to be like, you're getting divorced because of what now? <laughs> 
I, I'm sorry. Look, Beetlefest happens once a year. I've been going since it was at, at the Hyatt on, you know, off Michigan Avenue. Like, <laughs> Look, I, I dressed up for you. I put on my best Sergeant Pepper outfit to attend this <laughs> proceeding. Look, I know my back's to you. I'm Paul. <laughs> Picture yourself on Divorce Court. <laughs> Miss Odell. Yeah, so Chris Odell was, uh, she worked at Apple. She was on the rooftop and all that. And uh, I don't know, there's talk that she had like a fling with Ringo and all this stuff. Who knows, man? I believe but- that's called a flingo. <laughs> you from Parker Brothers. <laughs> Pretty sneaky, sis. Flingo. Also, my favorite game on The Price is Right. <laughs> Barker's Beauties, and you get seven minutes in heaven. It's great. It's called Flingo. Love. Zook, zook. <laughs> All right. Zuck, zuck. Uh, well, the story on this, apparently, so George was in L.A., and he was in a rented house in Malibu, and I guess he was waiting for Chris O'Dell to show up, but she never showed up. <laughs> Mm-mm. Or at least she didn't show up that day. She later showed up, and uh, she blames her drug habit at the time for not showing up, and also the fact that she didn't want to deal with like hangers on, which you know was a thing. If you're famous, you have all these people with you at all times. So yeah, they're you know constantly like I'm constantly giving all my family money <laughs> <laughs> from that I make from the podcast. Yes, all the money we make yeah. here. Yeah. You're uh, TJ Hammer, I think your family calls you. You're like the MC <laughs> Hammer. You have too many hangers on. Is that what happened to MC Hammer? Well, when you got yeah. pants that baggy, there's room <laughs> to hang on. Yeah, there's like in those pants, there's like three or four hangers on in there. <laughs> Is it hangers on or hanger ons? <laughs> hangers ons. That's what you call it in the shy. No one calls it the shy, by the way. Right. This is Coggle, man. Uh, yeah, Miss Odell. It's a, it's a cool song. He laughs in it a little bit. A couple the, times he breaks. Yeah. I'm the only one down here who's got nothing to fear from the weight or the rice. He's only down around until I run for it. The record player's broken on the floor. Now, if you want to hear a version that is laughter-free, I believe there is one available on the Living in the Material World DVD. Yeah. So you got to get it that way, which is a funny way to listen to music. I listen to most of my music on Beta Max. It's just better <laughs> audio quality. <laughs> it's true. Beta was better. Was it? That's a cliche I've heard since the 80s, but I've never seen it with my own eyes. I will just say, I think industry people used Betamax tape like uh, up and, you know, before digital came around, you know, like the industry used beta. Are people who think beta is better the original anti vaxxers? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's about people recognizing quality and that, like, lowest common denominator and cheap <laughs> trumps Ooh. quality. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, I'm bringing that. I'm taking that fucking word back, man. We're still in the fight. <laughs> my 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 videotape, my choice. 
Exactly. The Sony Betamax. Its only purpose is to serve you. Then in 1974, we get our last George Harrison B-side, exclusive B-side, uh, Dark Horse. The B-side is I Don't Care Anymore. Okay, here we go. Play this. Got a B-side to make, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't got much time now, so we better get right on with it. I don't care anymore. More Jews on the phones. And I'll kick down anybody's door. So hold you in my arms once more. I don't go anywhere, For those of you who didn't think he was bored enough on Miss Odell, now you have a song <laughs> called I Don't Care. By the way, this is one of the few cases, Tony, one of the few cases where I prefer the cover, the Phil Collins cover of this. Don't care anymore. Better drumming. <laughs> this is the, the only time I think on record that a Beatle says the word Jew. <laughs> Oh, I missed that. Jeez, I don't hear lyrics. What? Are you serious? Or is he just talking about a French dip sandwich? <laughs> French dips and gyros and gyros and French dips. Gyros. All your favorite Chicago eats by people who've never lived here. Simply say ye and then ro. Yiro. Yiro. Yiro dish. Delicious Euro dish. Uh, he talks about more Jews harp in the phones. He's asking more Jews harp in oh, the headphones yes. at the beginning of the uh, of yes. the song. The boing boing, the mouth harp. I I prefer calling it a mouth harp. So you have to call it now. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, well, you... Obama. You can't call a classic <laughs> instrument. Um. Yeah, but I I can say it. It's a Jewish harp, and it's just funny to hear him say that on the phone. That's the equivalent. Him saying Jew is like Paul swearing on Big Boy's bickering. Another great B side. Uh -huh. Yes, we'll get to in our nineties ep. In our nineties solo episode, which is going to be like basically all Paul, maybe some Ringo. Yeah, yeah. This is a funny song, man. He sounds like downright loaded. This is, of course, the Dark Horse era. Yeah. His voice is shot. Yeah. If your man should get up tight, because we've been along for most of the night, now I realize your needs are all right. Don't get back up downstairs, you know. I mean, it's a, it's, it is a throwaway of a song, but George gives us that classic George Harrison bridge that goes into like a weird, sounds like a diminished chord to me. He always puts in a, a funny little chord in there that, to yeah. me, that's like his like watermark on like, this is a George Harrison song. It's, it's original. Yeah, the song starts, he literally starts by saying, we've got a B-side to make, ladies and gentlemen. And, Which is hilarious. And with that intro riff that goes nowhere, just that, that one chord strum that just goes on forever, your, your, my, your initial thought, at least mine is my listeners, oh, this song's going to suck. It is not a good George Harrison song, but to your point, there's enough cool playing and George Harrison singing in this, even with the hoarse voice. There's a line Nothing I could do to 
this whole single, not one of his biggest charting songs and not one of his biggest charting or most remembered albums. So this is another one that was hard to find for a long time. But, uh, you know, it's it's a low tier George song to me. Mm. And that's where we leave it with George on a low tier. Sorry, George. See you later. Off to Paul. Let's talk about Paul <laughs> for the next hour and a half. By the way, these are all my the 45s. I listen to all these on 45. Oh, that's awesome. Wow, you've got a lot of solo 45s. I got that's all awesome. I got all the solo stuff. Holy except shit, I think Beak Buku of Blues and maybe yeah, wa- and, and maybe Waterfalls. <laughs> I don't have that 45. <laughs> I've seen it recklessly six bucks. I'm like, why? Get a child. Check your now. machine. <laughs> you need it. I've got it on the original 88 uh, remaster of McCartney 2. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. By the way, I said check your machine, which that that's what you have to do when you talk about ownership of that <laughs> you check. On a platter. Hey, check your machine, son. <laughs> DJ Shadow must collect all the records. Check your machine? How about check your stopwatch, guy? As you might imagine, Tony and TJ go even more in-depth on Paul and John's B-sides, so my friends, we are looking at another two-part episode. Thank you, as always, for listening. We're still working tirelessly to grow this show, so if you like what we do, please be sure to subscribe, tell your friends about us, maybe leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And join us on Discord. We love getting to chat with all of you, talk about the episodes, ideas for future episodes, all the latest news in Beetle World, things like, I don't know, massive deluxe reissue releases of Revolver coming October 28th, etc., etc. So please come join the conversation. You can find a link to our Discord group in the show notes. And that's it for me. We'll be back next Saturday with part two of our favorite 70s solo B-sides. Beatles podcast. Like and subscribe. 